Welcome to Everyday Masters with Sterling and Diamond, the show where we interview masters or experts in all sorts of things that are walking around us every day to understand who they are and what makes them tick. Let's go. Everyday Masters. Everyday Masters. Everyday Masters. Everyday Masters. Everyday Masters. Everyday Masters. Yo, Maury, what is up? How are you? How are you? Hi, hi, Craig. How are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm well. Very, I'm really very excited. Exci- I'm excited to see you this week. How, mm-hmm. how how has your week been? Oh, um, uh, it's been a good week. It's had lots of actual New Year's energy. Uh, there's always that like tendency to start the new year off and think you're supposed to do all this stuff, but actually this year it feels like some new some new energy. So I'm 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 into it. And this, the fact we're doing this is a huge part of it. Good. Well, I'm yeah. thrilled. That, I'm thrilled that we're doing this. Um, I wanted to start off with something that you know we're going to talk about mastery on this podcast, but something that I officially have not mastered, uh, which is um, I'd like to, I'd like to say that I hate the person that invented uh, the tape that um, you have to pack a box with. You know the tape that you get like at the FedEx store, where you where you tape it, and then you can never find the end of the tape again, right? Because we just came out of the holidays. I taped a million boxes, you know, right. it's like, it's like packing tape and then you pull it off, you place it on and then it, and then it, it immediately like is invisible again on the spool. Do you, have you had this? It makes me absolutely insane. I, I have I'm had the word. Okay. It, this makes me insane. I can't handle this. I don't know what to do <laughs> with how I'm feeling about this, but you just got Well, yeah, I won't. You no, gotta no, keep it on the thing. I mean, using the roller, the like the hand device to help but you pull it's it got off. It's the got pla- the teeth. It's, it has the plastic. Yeah, you just thing, have to. But, but it flips back down every single time. The design is not okay. Well, I think it's an indication that there's somebody out there who is going to listen to this and be like the master of uh, packing tape. There's going to be a move. That's our quest. It, th- this would be. There's great like a because... tape move where you do a flip to flip, and it right. keeps the tape on the thing, and so you can, you know. Anyways, um, I am fired up to introduce uh this week's guest um i have to set the i have to set the table here a little bit um for for the for the uh listeners out there i'm a i'm a jewish guy from the suburbs of los angeles um i have a good friend i moved to san diego we have this good friend she introduces us to her boyfriend who becomes fiance who now is husband meet this guy honestly this guy is like He's like immediately feels like a guy you've known your entire life. And he seems like a guy that would be like, if you said, hey, this guy's like a a singer in a rock band, you'd be like, oh, that makes a ton of sense. Then I come to find out that this is who this guy is. So I've known him for several years now. We've become very close. But this guy I meet, like, who's just this wonderful, deep, funny, amazing person is this guy. And here's his bio. So I'm going to start out with a quote from him. My greatest space for true recreation is in the ocean. I try to paddle out five days a week. When I'm in the water, I'm part of an ecosystem that is vast. I can meditate on the power and beauty of creation. While I surf, I practice a loving kindness meditation, which gets me beyond my ego self and reconnects me to my community. My buddy, The Reverend David Nagler was elected May 20th, 2022 to serve a six-year term as Bishop of the Pacifica Synod 
of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. Before being elected bishop, he served as pastor of Christ Lutheran Church Pacific Beach in San Diego. Prior to that, he served as pastor-CEO of Central City Lutheran Mission in San Bernardino, California from 2012 to 2015. He's pastor of Nativity Lutheran Church in Bend, Oregon from 2004 to 2012. Pastor of Christ Lutheran Church Pacific Beach from 98 to 2004. He served as a missionary with the Malagasy Lutheran Church in Madagascar from 1996 to 1998, and as associate pastor of Bethlehem Lutheran Church in Encinitas, California from 1993 to 1996. He says he sees the life of a pastor and bishop as one who inspires community and practices servant leadership. He credits one of his lifelong hobbies, surfing, as a practice that helps him stay rooted in the community. Ladies and gentlemen, my very, very good friend, David Nagler. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. What's up, guys? Sorry, I had my mute on when I said that the first my first what's up. No, that's fine. Man, uh, you You, know, uh, when you read my bio, it sounds like I can't keep a job. Yeah. (laughs) I uh, secretly just yeah, they just kept kicking you out. Sounds sounds great. It's like, it's like <laughs> missed, a, missed a couple like tours through like, you know, Walmart and uh, like gas stations or things. <laughs> yeah. So, so we wanted to kick this off and, you know, Dave, you know, the, the, this is called everyday masters and, mm-hmm. and, and what we mean by everyday masters is we're, we're on a, we're on a journey an exploration to, to about mastery what is mastery you know and and we're trying to find people that are extraordinary around extraordinary around us you of course came to mind everybody knows why now and so i'll kick things off by saying you know when when i asked you hey we have a podcast called everyday masters and i'd love you to come on um what went through your mind uh first thing is i'm not a master of anything um I mean, that's, that was my first thought. Uh, the second, second thought was, um, and it sort of connected to your, your question was like, but I think it's about passions, right? I am someone with passions. And so that keeps you pursuing something over a long period of time, which then after a while you look back and you think I'm actually getting better at this or understanding it more. Um, but I would, I mean, to say you're a master to me implies that you have arrived, right? Um, but for me, I would, I guess maybe it's look at more like the, uh, like the golf masters. It's like, you're, 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 you're in the, you're, you're, you're been passionate about this long enough to not suck. So, um, so (laughs) maybe that's the way I would see myself in terms of, of mastery. Right. But okay. So, yeah, but, but you're a bishop. Okay. I mean, that, that just sounds awesome. You're a bishop. So you have to have mastery in something to become a bishop what do you have mastery in yeah a couple things um i would say that i'm decent at one is when it comes to uh communicating about either justice issues or what i would consider to be spiritual truths um and, and i don't i want to be want to go beyond the idea of just a religion spiritual truth like to something that's kind of um like, like the fact that we all, every single human being has 
an experience of and a draw towards awe, A-W-E, right? That, that right there to me is something that is important. And I've, and I've kind of paid attention to that over time. And I like to point it out, point it out when I can, that this is something that is, I would say, use your, use your word, God, mystery, universe, given to us as a way of drawing us deeper into what life's all about. So I like to communicate about that. I feel like um, it then, and then the, the other side thing that I mentioned is seeing where uh, human beings, especially are not good to each other and trying to point, either point that out, not in a like judgmenty way, but more like a let's fix this way. Yeah. That's been sort of what I've done most of my career. And, and, and I'm also just, I've been always curious. That's kind of, that's why I've been bouncing around a lot too. Like when I was in Madagascar, I was doing Christian Muslim dialogue with people of different cultures and backgrounds. And I loved the idea. It wasn't like a typical missionary role where you're like out there converting people. Those are missionaries of, in my tradition, it's those are, are years in the past. Now it's really more about how do we walk with people and, um, and help them out. That's totally fascinating. Dave, how did you, again, I got, I got to reiterate, just thank you. Thank you for doing this. This has been a, oh, um, sure. well, it's been a, <clears throat> it's been tickling my brain for uh, a couple of years. And my wife was the one who said, why don't you, why don't you go, why don't you go do this podcast? This is what you love to do. You love to talk about as an actor and getting to be on sets. One of the, the greatest things I've gotten to do is just, uh, I get to meet the people they bring on to tell us how to do it. And that's yeah. what kind of inspired it. But it led to, once I started talking to Diamond more about yeah, what is this like in people's lives and 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 how do they f feel about mastery? And I, I'm kind of mm -hmm. expecting a lot of people we're going to get on here are going to say, well, I'm not a m master, even if they can look at their resume and go, I mean, your resume right. is, it's impressive. It is, there's no joke that there are statistics there that say this guy's done some stuff, but then how do we actually feel about it? Um, right. So that's yeah. sort of my preamble and, and thanks and gratitude for you coming oh, sure. on and you're totally literally making a dream of mine, uh, bringing it to life. So, um, and if I could do and, that by just looking at a screen, then God, easiest well, dream I've ever made come true. <laughs> it, 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 you know, I'm finding, I'm finding in this, in this crazy pursuit, a, a lot of those little, and I love how you, I want to explore more. I mean, this, this couple of things you brought up that I want to ask you about, but you know, a lot of these really small moments aren't small. They're like right. th these right. tiny little shifts in our reality. Right are massive because they actually carry a huge amount of change and preparation mm -hmm. and thought and worry and frustration and angst and tears and sadness and all those things that we then get to this moment where holy god it's here it is and it's happening so yep. yeah so um what sort of go back to that because i think i think this podcast is going to be fascinating it may end up being more like an investigative journalist kind of thing than, right. than a lecture because i think each time like you said passion well maybe that's a piece of this what is passion right. you know how do people sustain and do their passions but more specifically i i'm curious to ask you about what was it in those conversations in madagascar where you're not you're not trying to proselytize necessarily, but you're actually, right. actually trying to, I mean, were you trying to shift a dynamic in a conversation? Were you, right. And how did you, how did you do that? Where did, where did you fail? Where, where what have you, you know, some of that stuff. So it's, a, it's an excellent way to frame it. Uh, for me, um, relationships, relationships, relationships are part of the way in which 
we had any success at all. Mm. I, uh, I got there and, and, and the, the old sort of patriarchal white supremacy system was still in place of like, you're the guy coming from America, the white dude, you're going to be in charge. And they, you know, I, I get there literally, I, I'm just learning the language. And it's like, you're the program director for this whole thing, right? <laughs> and I'm like, well, and this person here, they said, who's also a Lutheran pastor, who is, um, his name was Rapatera Teofip. And he, he could, obviously, he's a Malagasy guy, so he knows the culture. He uh, speaks Arabic and reads Arabic, which is going to be really important. Um, has a passion and has studied Islam. I've taken like a month-long course in Islam at this point, right? So I like I like I know just enough to know basically the five pillars and and which way Mecca is. That's what I got. And and so I get there and I say to the people who are there, um, well, actually he should be the director and I'll be his assistant, right? Mm. And they say, well, we can't we can't do it that way. So um, so we I said, well, how about if we're co-director? And then we approached it that way, which was that was the first relationship. And then every place we went, we tried to figure out how do we get together people from the, there was no animosity per se between the Christians and the Muslims, but they had completely separate lives, separate stores, separate places where they ate. They would live in amongst each other, but they would not interact at all. Wouldn't even really greet each other. And so um, we were, we were trying to figure out how do you break that down? So we would, we create these, um, opportunities to make the community better like i would i would get a an ngo to pay for a new well or a new clinic and but we'd say but we have to do it together right we have to have equal numbers of people coming from the mosque and the church to work on it and when we did that over time it started forming these great relationships and to me one of the highlights of of my time there was i went to this one town and there was a an imam of the mosque living next door to the Lutheran pastor. And when we got there, I went to the pastor's house and he wasn't there, but his wife said, um, oh, he's next door. And I went over and these guys that had never even said hello to each other were, were having tea and they have tea like every day. It's one of the things that they do is they get together and they have tea. Um, that to me is, that's like a spike it in the end zone win touchdown right? Right, right i mean sure. no one no one has to convert to nothing except love of each other right that's the so and you know craig knows my big thing is like the, the love dojo right that's what we're supposed to be trying to create are these places uh studios schools places where we practice how to be more loving um that's 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 if there's a passion for me that's that's definitely up and, there and just to jump in there you know could you say a little bit about I think where the love dojo and the idea of being more loving really becomes real is when there's somebody that you don't, you're not very happy with exactly, or somebody yeah. you don't yeah. get, you know, right. say, say a little bit about that. Cause I think it's easy to love people you love. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard to love people that yeah. are not top on your list. Yeah. Well, my, my boss is this Jewish guy who said we have to love our enemies. Right? Oh yeah, so, yeah, I've heard of that guy. Yeah, heard of that guy. Yeah, it's crazy, crazy yeah. idea. Yeah. Like, standards are way yeah. up here. Yeah, like, super. Yeah. Jewish carpenters. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. no, I get it. yeah, love, love, love people who who defriend you on Facebook. Okay, maybe I'd see that. But love yeah. your enemies, like people who really want to do you wrong. Yeah. Um. So the first thing about that is you have to say it's not like. Um. 
you, it's not and it's also not an emotion you what can't you it's not like what do you mean you can't fakey make your, your way into it like 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 i like i'm gonna make myself feel like i like them okay no you can't really like someone who wants to hurt you right i mean it's 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 just impossible right mm -hmm. but and this is the weird part but you can love them and and by that i mean it's not um having a feeling for them it's about um trying to make sure that your actions and words are going to give them a better life right i'm going to do things to make your life better it's an act of love uh i'm going to actively seek to not hurt you even in in in, in that sort of internal work of not tearing you down inside and that's mm -hmm. and that's heavy heavy lifting Mm -hmm. because because especially right now in our culture we are all so hardwired to with, with the polarized community we are, live in to be like are you with us or against us let me just and we could like you just use a word and i can know which side of the political fence or anything you're on and then we then we square off right um so to go that opposite energy is is super hard um and you know we've talked about it so I could see a time in which it, it would be great if all places who are spiritually focused, churches, mosques, synagogues, but other places too, where the focus is you come in and you go, like, all right, I wasn't so great at being loving this last week. Uh, here's right. Uh, right. And that's confession. And then you, you sort of like learn and practice and you get some people who say, you know, what? I, I had someone in my life who was like that. And uh, this is what helped me. To try and to try and deal with that, and then then you employ that, and then hopefully we become better at being lovers in the world, right? That that yeah. would be the goal. Yeah, and I guess and that that fires off the sort of umbrella of this journey we're starting of of mastery, which mastery sort of includes to me. It's a it's a sense of practice or a sense of right. Um, oh, absolutely right. It's a sense of like a if you're a a quote master at something, you're good at doing that. Thing. And, by the, and by the way, Maury and I feel like we're masters at absolutely nothing. And we Not hope that. that if we interview enough, <laughs> yeah, this we'll is... figure out how to win the game it's... of life, which is actually yeah. a destination and not a journey. You've got yeah. that wrong, Dave. Go yeah. ahead. So we need to, we, we are, we are mastery vampires. Is yeah, 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 master. yeah. Oh, nice. That's, that may be the new, nice. that's the new like suckers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyday so, masters, AKA. Yeah. Hey, mastery yes. soul suckers so all this exactly. is is a selfish and <laughs> selfish endeavor to steal what you've done what what is it and employ it for ourselves so that we can be got happy. it continue so is there like a, is but, there like a, a follow-up thing in which you guys everyday masters is actually you guys going out and saying shit i say as though it's your own is that, well, maybe, is that i mean for a while like, yes. for a while <laughs> yes. i mean until until there are listeners yes for sure we sort of we put on your hat and i'll yeah, hold yeah. the surfboard and pretend and be like hey um exactly but i mean you have to dave I, I i can't i mean you you've spent a life to be a bishop that's no joke mm -hmm. i mean you're like do you feel closer to the big guy with like the bishop yeah. no actually i, I uh, yeah I, I I think in some ways the, the higher you go in the church, the harder it is to sometimes uh, really have time to access, you know, because sure. you're just you're just a lot of it, unfortunately, is administrative. But uh, but I'm working mm -hmm. on that. I'm working on trying to make, you have to be more intentional. Let's put it that way. Yeah. But I mean, you have spent time doing this. You spent time yeah. and you seem like I know I, know, I grew up around 
lots of spiritual religious people, many of whom were total frauds. I mean, one of the questions we came up sort of in, in this asking masters is like, what about fake masters? What about people who have yeah. sort of said, here's my title, here's who I am, this makes yeah. me, I have arrived. And so therefore, yeah. but then they're sleeping with their students or they're yeah. not practicing what they preach. You don't, you don't seem like a guy who's doing that, which means you have spent time really working on this idea of, you know, how it, can you give sort of a five, 10 step process of like, were you to really help somebody be in that place of love? Like what, yeah, yeah. what, what do you tell them to do? Or how, how do you see that work? Or what are examples of seeing somebody really shift, right. you know? Well, I, I think, again, I'd say um, uh, faith or development, it travels a relational bridge, right? You have to, mm. um, I think it's more caught than taught. Uh, oh, oh, who is it who said it? I'm not. I'm going to get the quote right. You guys can look it up. But uh, uh, someone once said, "A Christian is someone who met one." Right. As as a Christian is someone who met one, huh. as opposed to like, and that can change the religion. It still works. You you really can't do it by just like I looked at a book. I you know, yep. I, I I I memorized something. Therefore, I got. It's like no, it actually is it, it's something that has to become um uh, you have an encounter and that that changes you over time that's why i think we can't do this stuff as self-help you know i don't think it works that way i think you have to do it in community that's why i mean you guys are, you guys are launching a podcast podcasts have been this incredible gift because exactly of this it's relational mm -hmm. like people yeah. will people will listen to you because yeah. you guys care about each other and they feel like they're sitting in a room and you're caring about them too. And that maybe hopefully will make them be more caring when they get home, right? Uh, after they drive back from their work and whatever, right? So let me, let me, let me go back to something that's, I think, very topical in your life and in mine, which is mm -hmm. you don't look like a bishop. I don't even know what a bishop actually looks like. Actually, I do because I went to your inauguration and it looked like that. Yeah. But I've spent a <laughs> lot of time with you. Yeah. And you are a non-bishop looking bishop. And I, yeah. and I, and I, and I have a data point of one you, but <laughs> I am saying there is something about you that is not yeah. bishopy, but you're yeah. a bishop. What is going on? You, you, you know, some surfer <laughs> dude that's super cool yeah. that plays guitar that. and surfs like yeah. why, how, and why you right now, what is going on? I don't understand. So, I mean, I, all my life, I've been, it's, it's a, been told that I don't look like or or a pastor, right? Or now, or now a bishop, and I take it as a compliment, honestly, because I know what's in people's minds. If you think about, you know, you know, you're an actor. You think about portrayals of clergy that you that you see. They're either. Have um, you ever done it, that, Maury? Have you ever played, Maury? By the way, Maury yes, has I, done like oh, a hundred million I, things. Yeah. Um, I played a Lutheran priest in um, the Ibsen play. Oh God, I'm forgetting the name in college. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah go yeah. on, go on. Yeah. Most of the time, there's rare exceptions. I hope that yours was one, Maury, where it's it's um, you're either completely a doddering fool or you're a lecherous, conniving kind of person, right? Yeah. Those yeah. those are kind of the, yeah. the places where clergy fit in our common view. And so the reaction of clergy has often been to be um, 
uh, what do I want to say? Kind of um, more more milk toast in the way that they that they uh, yeah. are in the world. And right. so every once in a while, there's like when, at my installation service, you saw like the whole dress up day where everyone like yeah. wears all the the regalia. Um, I, I don't like that stuff myself. I I, I kind of think it's it harkens back to a time. Um, I think that the church got sideways when it when it got in bed with the uh, the, the empire. Um, and, and, and all those trappings kind of look like that. I think we should more or less just be ourselves and look like our, our community. At least that's what I've always felt. Uh, um, and hopefully it'll change over time. I, my, my funny story about it was I, when I became a, uh, a, a pastor when I was 27, which meant the next year was my 10 year high school reunion. And, uh, and I showed up at the high school reunion and people are like, Dave, hey, how you doing, man? What's what's up? And I, what are you doing? I said, I'm a, I'm a I'm a Lutheran pastor. And they'd be like, No, oh, shut up. What are you What are you really doing? <laughs> right, right. Twice that night, I had to pull out my little like card that says I am officially, you know, because they were, they just would not believe it. Why? What um, were you like in high school? Not a pastor. Well, I, <laughs> what does that mean? What were you like? I was. I definitely uh, was a you know the party boy. Ran with the party crowd. Probably would have been voted less like to less likely to be but i was fascinated by by religion by god and by theology i should say so so i'd read things but i wasn't going to church very much and uh, i dropped out of confirmation and i was um but yeah it was really until later in life that i decided I, i'm gonna I, I just kept studying and kind of felt more and more like a like a, a nudge just do this for a year check it out and so then where, when was the and, moment in your life i don't think i know this when you went from being a moron to wanting to nah, be a pastor nah. like what's <laughs> what was the door what was the moment the awakening was there i i, I think it, i'd see it more of a melding of moron with pastors <laughs> moron still very much you alive too. and well okay got you haven't <laughs> killed off moron that's fine no moron what? moron shows up a lot how yeah. does a guy that was uh voted yeah. not likely to be a pastor <laughs> right. become a pastor like what what's the what's the door in the middle yeah I, what happened uh what happened um there's a couple things that happened. So when I first went to seminary, I was going to go for one year, right? That was the plan. I was just going to check it out. It's a four-year program. I I got there and yeah, I got there in early September, October, uh, 1989 was the Loma Prieta earthquake. Remember the uh, the big earthquake up in the Bay Area? It was yes, during sir. the yep. yeah, it was during the A's Giants uh, World yep. Series game, right? I was at college. I remember. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was I was up at a church where I just got a job like a two weeks before as a youth guy. And, uh, and I saw the, that the, the sandwich, the freeway had fallen down like sandwich, yep. like the, the yep. upper deck down on the lower deck. Right. And, and it trapped cars in there. And so I got back to seminary and some people from the County had, had put out a, a, a request that the seminarians um, come show up down there to provide caring support for the workers who were in there pulling out bodies and um, trying to deal with that horrific situation, right? They said, and it would be helpful if you guys all wore clerical collars so we, so people can see you and know. Um, and, uh, and so, and I didn't have one, but I wanted to go help. So, so I talked to an upperclassman. I said, could I borrow a, a collar? And I put it on and I remember looking in the mirror and thinking, you are so full of shit. 
Right. It's like, <laughs> like you know, total imposter, like total imposter. Like, uh-huh. what are you doing? Uh-huh. But so, and I went down there, and then the um, and most of the people who were uh doing the the hard work uh were all um uh, Latinos, and so this one guy comes over to me and he he says, uh, "Bendice me, Padre, uh, bless me, Father," because uh because i had the clerical call and oh I like a and you're like priest you're like who me and he comes over to me he's like yeah bendisame padre bless me and i i spoke enough spanish to say you know in a nombre de padre hijo espiritu santo and uh and and i saw his face change like mm. like it's gonna be okay this this thing that i just did you could Whoa. see it sort of like wash. i could see it wash off him whoa and i had this i had this moment of realizing it is both about you and so much not about you when you're in this role, right? It's, and so it was the first time I thought I, I might be able to actually do this. Has, um, that, yeah. sorry, has that changed over time? Yeah. Do you feel like the more you've been doing it, it, or does it always feel that way? Does it always feel like not about you, about you dance back and forth? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, I mean, especially in like in this new one, I've had, I've been a pastor for 30 years. So now putting on this role of bishop, it's like another level of that. Like sometimes you show up as the bishop and it really doesn't even matter who you are. It's that the bishop is here and people will refer to it that way. You know, we, we needed this to happen. And then the bishop was here. That's and, what I say at dinner parties, by the way. Yeah, go on. Yeah. The, bishop is, the bishop is coming. I always do. I'm like, what is the, the way bishop I announce say? myself in the bedroom too, by the way. <laughs> the bi- oh, no, no. Fair. That's fair. I would do that. I would do that for sure. Go yeah. on. Who, who wouldn't, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, but I, uh, but, uh, but I also realized that um, the only way I've ever been successful is by being my authentic self. Right. And I, and it, that to me is a theological thing. I think um, in my tradition, we believe that in what we call the incarnation, right? That God becomes a human being and that that incarnation continues in all of us. Every single human is that there's something um, uh, divine that is in, in there. And you have to trust that the way the divine is taking shape in you is as you. So if you're trying to be uh, like what you think a divine person would look like or sound like or say, you're actually going to screw it up. You kind of have to just be you. Hey, Maury, hey, Maury can, I, can I start a new segment in our podcast where we, um, we pretend that we're in a different room uh, and we ignore Dave for a sec? Maury, see, he's yeah. a master. See, he's a master. No, I think but he's a master. He's, I he's think we master. need this part Can you feel it? Can yeah, I think it? we need to so silence. Listen, this he's is talking the silence. shit. Yeah, no, he can't yeah. hear us right now. He's talking shit that he's not a master. Can't you right. feel that he has mastery? Didn't he's he say? Just, sorry, what's we, that? Didn't you say we weren't supposed to talk over each other too? Yeah, we got to take turns. Okay, so anyhow, let's go back and talk to Dave. But I'm telling you, can you feel that he's a master? Yeah, that he's well, trying to. I think the part of his mastery is that he doesn't think, want to talk about the mastery or something like that. But, but you can feel it, right? Yeah. And no, okay. you had this idea earlier when we were plotting the podcast. Yeah. Um, he's not listening, right? No, that we should. We have a moment where we like decide. We like hold up. Yes, master, yeah. not master. Okay. Can you cool. feel what it? Do we, the, guy, the guy's a master. I right? think master. I think okay. master. Me too. Hey, okay. back to you, Dave. Hey, Come on. Dave. You, hey, Dave. Hey. What's up, buddy? Yeah, yeah, what yeah, happened? I'm, I feel like I blacked out. Yeah, yeah. No, glitch. No, 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 you did. You did. <laughs> Screwed it up. No, no, no. You, you did. You, maybe you heard a couple things or not. Um, Dave, I have, a, I have another question here for you um, because uh, Maury and I think you're a master, whether you think you're one or not. And, and it's now been proven uh, uh, that you are a master. So 
Maury, what? Take a stab at it. What? What does Dave have mastered? Here, here are the things I heard. Well, I heard a lot of things, and unfortunately, we're going to have to cut it short. And Dave, I, I would, you are one of those people. I feel like I would want to talk to you, not could, but would want to talk to you for a long time because I think first thing you said was it's not a destination. Like a master, mm-hmm. this sort of idea of mastery implies an endpoint. Like you've arrived. And the, like the first thing you said is I'm not a master because I don't, I don't know if there's an arrival place. But then you talked about a lifetime of conflict, like confusion, like party guy, but interested in God, like, but kind of being able to live in that. I heard imposter syndrome of like, what the hell am I doing going here as a young priest to help these people? But then seeing like, I just got goosebumps, but seeing the change on this man's face, because you just did a thing that maybe mm-hmm. you didn't even believe in, which also then touches to the whole, this whole thing of, I think Fred, uh, Fred, uh, uh, Craig, who's Fred, who's Fred? He's my Who the dog. hell is Fred? My dog just peeked in the window. His name's Seriously, Fresno. Do, do I name's Fre- I've already been fired. Fred, this is the part where Who the hell is Fred? Fuck Shush. Fred. It's Go my on. first dog. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, I think this episode is going to be called the love dojo. Because I think it's leading up to what I really heard you talk about was love and mm-hmm. how that's not, how that may not be what we think it is, which is very much mm. my experience. If love is the answer, especially in the last few years of my life, like realizing that love, it's an, it's an action. It's a choice. It, mm-hmm. It's something you do that defies almost everything you think it might be. Um, and so all kind of leading up to this practice of being able to share that and, mm-hmm. and actually deliver that to people with a result as well, that maybe mm-hmm. part of this mastery thing is it's, 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 it, you talked a lot about the other, like it's transcended. It has to be almost like it has to have a real time effect on mm-hmm. others, with others, to others that you see them having coffee and right. maybe you, and the other thing I'll, I'll end with this too. Um, Humility. I, I thought I thought it was really interesting. You talked about when yeah, you I went to Madagascar that, mm-hmm. that you said he should he should lead, not me. Mm-hmm. He should lead. There was a there was a there was an uh, ability to there that you didn't need to be right for that thing to work. You got it that you needed to step back, or or yeah. at least find a way. And I thought I thought those are some co- components that in this mastery discussion all fall in there. So that's awesome. Hey, Dave. No, so thanks, man. That's the good. good synopsis. Yeah, I mean, as wow. far of, of like things that I care a lot about, so I appreciate that. Thanks, Dave. If you were gonna tell listeners, so we get it. You're 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 an incredible dude, but if there's somebody out there that's that that strives for mastery in anything, mm-hmm. it could be the violin or better relationships or golf, right? What has, what, 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 what three things would you say are, are, are key ingredients um, when mm. e- either in yourself or, or in people you admire around you, what are the three ingredients of mastery in your opinion? Yeah. Uh, you know, the first one I'd say is going back to passion. Um, you know, Howard Thurman, he's a fantastic African-American theologian um, mystic. He talked about, he said, don't ask what the world needs and go do that ask what makes you come alive and go do that because what the world needs is more people to come alive right (laughs) right so 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 yeah even if your passion feels uh what do i say like uh 
like it's not welcome in certain whatever circles you're in or whatever it's it's almost like whatever it is that you you know love what you love and if you and if you love something just go ahead and trust that that's that that's your path um so that's the gets to the next one which is um you got to have perseverance right i mean you that's if you're going to become a master of things it means you uh you're going to do like Thomas Edison said and learn a thousand ways how not to make a light bulb, right? You're gonna, <laughs> right, right, you're gonna right. spend a lot of time and you gotta become really good with, with uh, not doing it. Uh, and then, the, which then's the third one to me, which is uh, key to life, which is just uh, um, have people that you enjoy and have a good sense of humor about it. Cause you gotta have some, you gotta be able to laugh. And if you have some people to, to do that with, again, it's that relational piece, it's just way better. It's just it's just a a better thing. Um, so I I've I've often, especially when there's things that I don't know quite how to uh, approach it, I found that the best thing to do is to get people together who I just enjoy, and and talk it out. You know, let let people just kind of like you know, share it. Craig, you and I've had some of those times, right, where we're just like, let's just like you know, what's hard about being a step parent? Right. Let's, let's oh, yeah. talk about that. Right. Yeah, let's just, yeah. What are, are, are there any foundations you really like to support? Are there any ways we can support you or direct if, if there, I'm hoping that, that people listen to this and not just get maybe inspiration in their lives and this kind of wrestle that I've always had, but also might go, ha, ah, I want to, I want to talk to that person. Is there a way to reach out right. to you or support foundations that, that you are yeah. into so we can all continue to help sure. each other? Sure. And, and, you know, for me, connecting to me personally, uh, you go to PacificaSynod.org. That's our Synod website. You can find me and email me. That's easy. Um, think two. I would say two things that I'm passionate about. Uh, one is Surfrider Foundation. I think that um, they, they do great work. And the other one is uh, right here in San Diego is uh, an organization called Survivors of Torture. Mm -hmm. And they work with people who are refugees and specifically folks who've been in some of the most crazy bad places in the world and then they wow. they have us they have a series of like therapists and and housing specialists and occupational help and they just get people's lives back together who've just been through hell so wow. great yeah wait great. don't 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 leave yet um sure. i have one, i have i have a question for you dave um sure because mastery is not a destination and you're like you know, it's hard to wear you're you're having you're struggling to wear the jacket of mastery like anybody, we think. Um, what do you suck it's green, at? right? What do you suck at? It is green. What do you <laughs> suck at? What are you working on? Where are you like oh man. where's the bishop? Where's the bishop like, oh man, I gotta get better at that? Where yeah, there's there's oh god. So um like I say, a lot of this job is administrative and I'm pretty good off the cuff, but but I'll I'll have had meetings. And then someone will send me an email about something. And I don't know what we're even talking about anymore. It's like, it's gone out, my, out of my head. Uh -huh. So I should be better at that. After 43 years of surfing, you'd think I'd be better at that, but I'm not. Uh -huh. I, I do it more just because I love it. Right? Right. <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of things. You can't read my handwriting at all. I mean, yeah, there's a, yeah. Yeah, work on that. I think yeah. you should work on that handwriting. <laughs> um, Dave, I, I cannot thank you enough for... Uh, coming on for so many reasons, but mainly just what you had to say. Um, and maybe if you're up for it, we'll have you back um, down the road a little bit once we've yeah. got a few more under the belt, just oh, to keep the conversation going and, and 
you know, check in again on where we are. Uh, but yeah. mostly just thanks. Thank you so much. Absolutely, man. It's, it's super great to get to know you. Um, and uh, I'll pretty much do whatever Craig asked me to do. So whatever you, whatever you want. Yeah. And it's killer. I've got material now that I can say is mine for a week before people hear this. So that's awesome. <laughs> Dave, I love you, buddy. Thank love you, you too, so buddy. much for being on yeah. Everyday Masters. We will Absolutely. see you soon. Everyday Masters. Everyday Masters. Everyday Masters. Everyday Masters. Everyday Masters. Everyday Masters. Everyday Masters.